the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm glad it's Wednesday. It's hump day, middle weekday, over the hill day. We are closer to Friday than we were on Monday. Ken Yang, are you happy about that? I'm very happy about that. (laughs) I don't know how happy I am about being up so early. I'm very happy about it being closer to the weekend. See, I did this. I moved to this time because I know by doing this, when my guests come in, they're at a disadvantage. <laughs> that's, that's the reason I did this. I, mean, I bring you in at 6 o'clock in the morning. You don't have all your faculties together yet, and I get you to say something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Now, with Joe Biden, he can have as much sleep as he wants, and he still says something stupid. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. yeah. He's crazy. We're going to talk about him here in just a few minutes. Also, that guy in the middle that you can see. Now, you can't see it on the radio. You're wondering about why you can't see it on your radio. Radio still doesn't have TV in it, all right? Right. Just letting you know. Right, right. Over there on your Facebook page on the Dave Ellswick Show, you should be there right now if you're watching. And uh, buddy officials here. Sweet. Yeah, sweetness is here. There he is, sitting right in the middle. You brought somebody with you. Who do you bring with you? I brought my friend from Stuttgart. His name is Grant Lee. Yep. And I'm going to let him introduce himself, but he's been a long-time friend of mine. Uh, He used to be one of my, when I pastored the church in England for 15 years, he was one of my sheep, and uh, he traveled with me some. We went to Canada together, and so... He's been around with me for a long time. He's All one right. of my my supporters, I guess. So he's yeah. been a faithful brother. Okay, so did your parents name you Grant Lee so that you would be, <laughs> you know, conflicted the rest of your life? Look, I think that's what happened, but it ended up turning out being something great for me because no one ever forgets my name. Oh, well, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Right. One of the most famous names in the right. North from the Civil War and the most famous uh, name, in the south right true, true so all my life my entire life everybody's asked me so are you a yankee or are you a southerner yeah <laughs> you know are you grant or are you ulysses well i'm arkansan so well, if you were I mean, born in arkansas right, you're a southerner right there that's the way it goes if you're like me i'm a damn yankee <laughs> i was born up north <laughs> yeah. born up north uh came down here 20 years ago and stayed that makes me a damn Yankee. He yeah. just loved it so much he never left. Huh? Well, but I was I was the only member of my family born north of the Mason Dixon. Oh. My dad was from West Virginia. My mother was from Kentucky. Both my brothers were born in Louisville. Again, we'll do a little language lesson here. It is Louisville. All right. Louisville. It's not, Louisville. It's not mm-hmm. Louisville. It's not Louisville. It is Louisville. Louisville. 
That's how you say it. I can get down with that. Yeah, that's the way it's pronounced, right. man. I right. know that because my mama used to slap me upside the head if I didn't say it right. I learned how to say that right. My aunt lived in Louisville. I went to school in Kentucky. So as I like to tell everybody, it's born in the north, but it's raised in the south inside my household. Sweet tea, fried bologna sandwiches, <laughs> all of that. Yeah. It, that yeah. was just all my upbringing. And I've, I've had I've had program directors ask me uh, at se- several of the places here in Arkansas, uh, how, Dave, how people like you, and you're from the north. Why is that? And I go, because maybe from the north, but I was raised southern. There you go. And I know yeah. what south's all about. <laughs> there you go. I know yeah, what that's yeah. all about. So I And I love it down here. I really do. Screw the north. You got it. Here's the thing about the north, all right? They'll say how progressive they are about race relations no they're not they are probably worse on race relations than the south was for many years they just hit it better yeah that's all they did they hit it oh exactly you know they just say well you know yeah i believe you know all those black people they should have all the rights that everybody should have uh, right white people but i ain't hiring one (laughs) that's the way they did it yeah i'm just being honest with you it is the way it is the way they did it so just just keep that just keep all that in mind as far as that goes. Okay, so uh, Biden last night won Michigan, he yep. won Missouri, and he won Mississippi. M i s s i s s i p p i. Do they call Idaho for him too? I don't know if they did or not. I hadn't heard for Idaho, Washington, or North Dakota. I think they called Idaho for him, and then you know you're in trouble if the people in Idaho are voting for Biden. I think he was leading in North Dakota. And then Washington was real close. Uh, I think, I don't think that uh, Bernie gets out even after next Tuesday. Well, I mean, there's a debate before then. And yeah. I, I think he, he wants, yeah, he wants to debate yes, he uh, does. Joe. And then and, see what he does. And he also owes it, you know, someone made a good point last, one of the pundits made a good point that, you know, he's, he has started a movement. Uh, and so he somewhat owes it to his people um, to, you know, stay in it. And I know the Democrats are coalescing behind Biden, uh, but it, it's not like he's a couple hundred votes from uh, a couple hundred delegates from the nomination. He's still like a thousand delegates from the nomination. They have not even got halfway yet exactly no. exactly and so it seems odd for for bernie you know and then the you know all the democrats were on tv last night it's time for bernie to drop out time for him to <laughs> time to unite uh, uh behind behind biden you know time to you know and then if he does debate he needs to not attack biden but just talk about his own platform and all that all that stuff yeah and it's just it's just uh, absolutely ridiculous well you know uh claiborne in South Carolina, whose endorsement just blew up Biden in South Carolina because he's been around forever. Uh, he's a House Majority Whip. Told NPR, if Bernie Sanders doesn't win any states tonight, the Democratic National Com- uh, Committee should, quote, shut this primary down, unquote, and cancel the rest of these debates, unquote. Dave, I was just going to say, Bernie's at some point, probably very soon, by the powers that be, is going to be told, sit down and shut up. But he and doesn't the, do that well. I know, but he's <laughs> going to be told. Now, whether he does or not, I promise you, 
you know, they're going to tell him exactly what he's going to do. Now, you know, whether he's going to allow him to do it or not, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he will. I, I'm, I'm, I really lean towards what Ken just said. He, he's a true believer, man, and he is leading a movement. It's more than just trying to win an office. You know, he's trying to to, to lead a, a cause. Yeah, well, yeah, he wants him. America to become socialist. Yep. I but think Bernie will at least win North Dakota. I don't know if it'll win Washington State or not, but Bernie Bernie has suffered from I think half the states that had caucuses went to primaries, which honestly they should all go to primaries. We need to stop this caucus mm-hmm. crap. Uh which is <laughs> yeah, what it is. I agree. Um but uh I think he'll win a state. Um and I think like you said Dave, I think he'll keep going, and he wants to debate uh, Biden, and they're afraid of uh, they're afraid of a debate stage with Biden. You know, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw uh, earlier this week where there was requests for it to be a seated uh, debate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he wants to sit. He yeah. don't want to stand up. Yeah, no, yeah, no, because one. of the frailty of, of Biden. Yeah, and you know they they keep this. Uh, you know, I think this coronavirus thing. I think we should always we should stay vigilant with the with any type of uh, uh, disease and whatnot. Common sense, but but you know, common sense, yes. But this wash idea, your hands. yeah, wash your hands for goodness' <laughs> sakes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm an, look, I'm an old fart. You know, I'm on the the edge where this stuff can be, you know, fatal if yep. I get it. And yep. the bottom line is, I'm not going to go out in big crowds right now. Yeah be foolish for me to do that although i will be at the movie yes. theater but it's it's been a great thursday uh, night um the the liberal media has used it to where it's been a honestly a great benefit to joe biden uh because sure. bernie's movement requires people requires a lot of noise uh requires a lot of yelling and screaming and with the coronavirus, it's kind of put a stop, Shut stop that to that. Got to have those rock and roll groups out there yeah. playing for that youth vote yeah. that won't show up. Yeah. I'm just telling you, Bernie, that youth vote ain't going to show up. Hasn't shown up since seventy, you know, seventy, what, seventy-two. Yeah. Was that the first time eighteen-year-olds could yeah. vote, or seventy-one? I guess it was. Yeah. My senior year in high school, we've never, even from that point on, all. The eighteen-year-olds are turning out in droves. Yeah, huh? yeah, right. It didn't work so well for McGovern. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, they turned they turned out for him, you know, four years ago. But people forget uh, many of the people that turned up to vote for Bernie late in the primary process. It wasn't this over, you know, like joy for Bernie. It was anti-Clinton votes. Yeah, within the Democrat Party. All right, so let me read what Claiborne said on NPR. It's important that you hear this. Quote, I think when the night is over, Joe Biden will be the prohibitive favorite to win the Democratic nomination. And quite frankly, if the night ends the way it has begun, I think it is time for us to shut this primary down. It's time for us to cancel the rest of these debates. Now, you may not hear the rest of it on national news. I'm just telling you. No. You're going to stop right there. Right. Because, he goes on. You don't want to do anything but get yourself in trouble if you continue in this contest when it's obvious that the numbers will not shake out for you. He added that as the process continues to drag on, that Biden will get, quote, himself into trouble, unquote, and will say something that, quote, he cannot 
overcome. Overcome. There you go. I mean, they understand. They do. He's a bad candidate. Yeah. And that's not how the process rolls out. Even, even you know, uh, any process, any, Demo- any primary caucus process on the Democrat or Republican side when, when they're not the incumbents, uh, we just let the entire all fifty states vote, but the, but now now he's virtually saying, and this is coming from a black man, yep, virtually saying, let's stop giving people the opportunity to vote for their nominee. And wow. if you're part of uh, Biden's team, you shorten his speeches up to where he d- he's been told. Right. Don't talk okay. any longer but than for, seven for minutes. For a p- party that talks about ballot access and racism at the ballot box and now not allowing people to vote, it's absolutely do the opposite. Yeah, so hypocritical for him to come out and do this. You're talking the party of the young and of the diverse. <laughs> yes, that party with the two, the, the two <laughs> really oldest. old white men. Mm-hmm. That's that are right, on the man. Stage. I mean, we're talking ancient yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And then for the for the not that that many liberals listen to your show, but for the people, no wait a second, <laughs> liberals are welcome to listen because I want them to hear but, the truth. But for the for the truth. people that talk about, well, the Republicans have done the same thing for Trump. No, uh, historically, when there is an incumbent president, uh, both Democrats and Republicans shut down some some states shut down their primary process just to support the incumbent. It's not this, you know, the liberal media has made it, oh, South Carolina didn't have a primary. They're just, they're kind of stacking the deck for Trump. It's like, no, historically, both Republicans and Democrats have done that for the incumbent president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you know yeah. he's going to blow right through the rest of the primaries, no, no, it's not yeah. necessary. Right. So it's not something new. You know, liberals like to have the fake outrage, faux who's outrage. A, who's a Weldon? Is that who's, who's Weld, Bill Weld? Yeah, well, He's still running. Yeah, he's got one delegate. Doesn't like that. Tulsi Gabbard's got two. Yeah. (laughs) I think she should have more, to be honest. I think she makes a a whole lot more sense than the people who are the front runners. Well, they kicked her off after she called out Clinton and demolished Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Her. And then they, they're, they're pushing gonna, her away. <laughs> they're not going to let her be in the debate coming no, up next that, week. That's why I say. Why do you think they're pushing her away? Friday night? Is it this week some, on Friday some, night? Some, sometime I think this weekend. I think it's Friday night, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He'll be in Arizona talking. Uh, they'll have to keep Biden in his hotel room so he doesn't get heat stroke while he's there. Afraid for, that he'll do that. All right, got to take a break. Let's get your uh, first traffic in. What time we got? 21 minutes after 6. I'm going to take my glasses off so I can see what's written on the computer. 47 <laughs> degrees. They're saying uh, 51 in Pine Bluff. Hot Springs is 53. And up in Conway, it's 50 degrees. Looking for a high today of 69. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. And it's the home of Rush Limbaugh. Okay, I want to talk just a little bit more about uh, Biden. Because everybody, you know, this viral piece of uh, video that's out there right now where he's talking to the uh, auto worker. And he tells him he's full of bleep. Mm-hmm. And then he talk, calls him a horse's uh, batoot. Mm-hmm. All right. He didn't use the word batoot, by the way. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, can you believe you say, let me just say, the Democrats are happy to see him do something like that because it shows a little fire in his yes. belly, so to speak. Here's the thing you should be paying attention to. Everything he said about the Second Amendment and how he feels was a lie. Flat oh. out 
lie. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who... He even said, I don't want your guns. He said that. No, he said, I'm going to come for your guns. Yeah. Well, he said, but he, then he started talking about how he had a shotgun and a rifle and all that. He yeah, said, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, he was the one that said also that if somebody tries to break in your house, you should run out on the porch and fire off both barrels of your 16 yeah, gauge. You remember that? Yeah. yeah, that's what he That's what he said. You know, not at the bad person, just shoot it up in the air. Shoot it up in the air. Yeah. yeah idiot. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I say, I'm going to call him Savant Biden. You know, a, <laughs> but at this point, you know, I, I think he does lie. Obviously, he lies through his teeth because he, you know, he puts Beto O'Rourke on that stage. and Yeah, he make, says, I'm going to put him in charge of the guns. Uh, yeah, the gun. You yeah, know. he did say that. But yesterday in that gaffe that he yeah. made, he did say to that guy, if you go back and listen, he said, I don't want your gun. Yeah. And then he said, because I have a yeah. Uh, yeah. Shotgun yeah. and a rifle, and you know, and then and then he started going the other so way. So you can, so you but can hunt, because was, you know that's what the Second Amendment is about. So you can hunt. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> exactly. And at this point, you know, it's just like, is Biden lying, or is he just forgetting what he said? <laughs> I got a big story both. about that here in a little bit that we'll talk about. Jill both. Stein, who ran for the Green Party, mm. started questioning that yesterday about. The cognitive degradation of Joe Biden. Did you see uh, Brent Hume yesterday on on Mm -mm. Fox, what he said? He said, look, I'm not a spring chicken, basically. I'm going to paraphrase what he said. And I know I can't remember as well as I used to. And, you know, I don't want to get up in the morning as president. Joe Biden needs to come to that grip, you know, and he's... He's out of grip. Well, there are people that are similar age to to Biden that are more cogent than he is. Well, Bernie Sanders is a great example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Lieberman was on Fox News yesterday, and he, you know, he's about the same age, and he was definitely more more cogent, and uh, and so there's obviously something wrong. And just that, just like there was something wrong with the Hillary's health, there's something wrong with the Biden's. No, health. yeah. Come on now, you're spreading rumors. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with her. She was 100% healthy. Healthy as a horse. At one time looked like one. But I'm just saying, that's one woman. I will say this about Hillary Clinton. She got better looking as she got older. Those facelifts. I mean, some of the, you know, that may be true. She may have business yeah. and work done on her. But the bottom line is, is when she was younger, whew. <laughs> she would have had to buy dates in college. Just saying. Well, then how she Again, my email is dave at salemlr.com. Go, go right ahead and send them to me. Oh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying what about saying 90% what percent thinking, men huh? are thinking. All right? I mean, Bill had to be hard up to be dating it. That, it was that anxiety. It. Yeah. Well, Bill had relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, just be, I'm just being honest. All right, listen, we got news coming up. When we come back, we're going to talk to Grant Lee. Yes. I like that name. Grant Lee. Yes. Uh, he'll, he's going to tell us there's a product out. And don't th- I'm, it's not that I'm endorsing it. My station's not endorsing it. I just thought that you should hear about it. And we're going to hear what he has to say about it when we come back. It can help you beating some addictions in your life and we'll talk about it when we get back here in just a moment here's your news all right 
want to talk with uh, Grant Lee. We've got Grant Lee sitting here in the studio with us. He's a friend of uh, Buddy Fisher's yep. and wanted to talk with him about Incura. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Incura. What is this? So we are, we are a, a medical IV clinic that helps detox people and, and rehabilitate people from drug addiction, all drug addiction, opioids, methamphetamines, all types of addiction. Also, we do IV treatment for uh, neurodegenerative diseases. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's have seen some great success with that. And it works. Uh, it works well, also. yeah. It's it's a um, did Joe Biden call you? Yeah, no, not yet. He needs it. We're, <laughs> he and we're actually, you know, we'll offer him the free treatment. Yeah, yeah we we'll give him free. Yeah, yeah. If you get we'll him the show free treatment. Man, you sell a lot of stuff. I'm just saying. Anyway, so you have a clinic then? We do. Yes, sir. Um, we have a doctor, uh, Doctor Kleinbeck, Seth Kleinbeck. Um, he's our um, our doctor, our family physician there. Um, it's administered via nurses and therapists. We also do therapy. It's mixed for the addiction side. Um, we use a coenzyme called NAD. So okay. what does that stand that, for? Yeah. So that. NAD, and I, I'm going to try to say it for you, is nicotinamide adenine denucleotide. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what that is, I'll that's take a, that. Break it take, down yeah, just take it from my, take it from my word. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you. Your uh, word, that's how it's pronounced. What that is is it's something that our bodies make naturally from the foods and vitamins we take, and it's it's the fuel that repairs our body. It's the fuel for the ATP, and we can get real technical if you want to, but I'll just do it in layman's term here. It's what repairs our bodies. You're already talking over my head. (laughs) It repairs our DNA. Right. It repairs everything. So in layman's term, we use this in addiction to repair the brain as the uh, corresponding substance is coming off of the receptor in the brain. It resets the it brain. It resets your brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it greatly reduces the uh, cravings, withdrawals. It's an amazing thing. I went to it myself personally. That's what I want him to tell uh, you. It's his personal. That's how story. I found out about it. So, um, if you don't okay, mind. So me t- why did why did you go? Did we, you I went for methamphetamines. On, oh, you are meth. Okay, right. So um, I, I was I was hooked on methamphetamines, and uh, I just couldn't get I just couldn't get get off of it i've heard that's one of the hardest drugs to to kick man it was it's tough i could get off of it for 10 days and then i mean it's really it's all a mind thing you know that's what it is it's it's, that's the end game is is in the mind the first few days getting off of it might be physical but it's in your mind i couldn't get off of it man i go back keep going back well anyway i had a buddy of mine tell me about a clinic in New Orleans. Yeah, tell them where you went. Yeah. They didn't have it here in Arkansas. No, it's not in Arkansas. It's actually only a few of them in the United States doing it properly. So we're we're proud to have this clinic here in Arkansas. Okay. So, so you went down to New Orleans. I went to New Orleans. You went to Orleans. Okay. Uh-huh. New Orleans and, and the swamp. And uh, I went to a clinic down there that's been doing this for 20 years. And I, I was real skeptical at first because you get hooked up on an IV. And after 10 days, you feel like you've been off of drugs for a year. Now, why had we, why have not we heard of this? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the reason why we had – why the doctors not know what this is? Why is it not the standard of care? So I'm like, what can this be? Well, I've seen – I'm on methamphetamines. and I was on methamphetamines. In my opinion, methamphetamines, although the class of drug is just as bad as other drugs – opioids and whatnot it's easier to get off of than let's say opioids okay benzos alcohol mm-hmm. those are those are harder in my opinion than than methamphetamines to get mm-hmm. off of so i'm sitting in a room with other people on this iv and it made me like after a couple of days i come back to life i'm full of energy yeah the depression's gone 
from from that first uh, acute withdrawal stage, the first two weeks. But more than that, I've seen people on opioids that have been IV shooting up heroin in their arm for 15 years come back to life right there with me. You said Keith Richards was there? I've seen him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man. They fixed him. Yeah, sorry. No. Um, but I've seen these people come back to life, and I said, why is this not here? So to make There was nothing like this in Arkansas. Nothing, nothing, right. nothing like this in the surrounding states. We have people calling us right now from, from Texas, from Oklahoma, from uh, all over, because there's, like I said, there's, there, we're here. There's one in San Diego. There's one in Florida, and the one in New Orleans. I went to this doing it properly. Um, anyway, I got hooked up with the people down there. They've been doing this for 20 years, and um, they trained us. I come back and, and talk to Dr. Kleinbeck. I mean, this is NAD is something that most doctors haven't heard of. We're treating Parkinson's patients with to, to help with their medication that they're on already to help. It's not a cure, but to help with the symptoms. It's, it's help with shaking, it's, right? Trim, it's amazing when it works. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we're we're all we're, we're like, why is this not around here? And, you know, and I have some ideas why we've never heard of it, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's uh, uh, all big big pharma. All right. So, how long have you guys been going at this now? So, we opened a clinic in October of 2019. Okay, and we're North Little Rock. Um, so, the people were that trained us and that were hooked up with the clinic in Louisiana Springfield Wellness. They've been doing this for 20 years. We work closely with them, and uh, so I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, what's a person have to do to get in touch with you all? So they can go to our website. It's www.incura i-n-c-u-r-a dot life it's not a dot com it's a dot life l-i-f-e okay well then call us at 501-747-1731 747 uh 501-747-1731 1731 okay and tell uh, them where it's at it's on it's in north little rock we're in john we're on jfk boulevard in north little rock okay uh, in the old park hill school elementary school building mm-hmm so we're right there. You can call right. anytime. Look us up online. So when a person shows up when they want to do this, kind of walk them through the program. So, yeah, give them the steps. Real yeah, quick. right. So usually you come in for your initial consultation. Uh, we'll try to set that up early in the morning. And uh, once they decide that this is what they want to do, then we get them hooked up on the, on the IV. And they'll sit in. Usually people want to go to sleep for a couple of days. They'll be on the IV for eight to ten hours the first few days. Um, they're in y'all recliner, a, right? Yeah. Y'all have that set up where they can do that there, right? Right. We have some quiet a, a private areas, quiet areas where they can sleep, Rooms, or we right. have a, a, commu- a community area where they can watch TV. But the first few days they'll be sleeping. They want to sleep, so they just sleep. We provide lunch for them, good lunch, and then uh, after those first few days, you start to feel better. They start to wake up, and that's when the NAD is an important part of this. But just as important part of it is the therapy, the counseling. Okay, so you have counselors right. as well. Yes, sir. So we let them get through that stage where they're going to get woke up, where they start to feel better, and then we start some some um, evidence-based drug counseling, uh, Christian counseling, uh, and that goes on. Now, after the 10 days, we'll, they'll have a couple of counseling sessions during those 10 days, but after the 10 days, we want them coming back at least weekly, and the doctors and nurses will decide what's best for them if it's a couple times a week or if it's once a week or if it's every other week for a year uh, because the counseling is a, is a huge for part the counseling of it. right part. right we gotta we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of it why what is what's going on why you're who you are you know um 
you know, we were talking a minute ago about the about the coronavirus, right? And it made me think about do you know have have you know how many people die a year in America from addiction? The coronavirus virus would not even come close to how many Pales. people die. Right, right, yeah. um, right. And so we need to teach these people and their families what addiction is and how to overcome it, or we're not going to overcome it. Right. And it's you yeah. know it's a whole come back to the whole thing of people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. God right. said that. And this is true with this or anything, right. you know, the coronavirus. Okay, well, we, we need to know and have understanding about it. We need to use common sense. We've already talked about that. We need to walk in wisdom. God tells us that. Same thing with this. But if you don't know about it, it yet, but yet it's out there, then, you know, that's why we want to try to get this uh, voice out to people so that they can. I mean, there's a lot of pastors that have people, uh, Ken knows, uh, that that have people that they come into contact on a weekly basis that maybe this could be an, an alternative to yeah, they help, don't know, they don't to, know help, how to, help. to a system. Right. People aren't prepared. You know, people are, so our pastors, a lot of our pastors aren't yeah. prepared. A lot of our parents aren't prepared. And that's what we, we talked to a bunch of parents. We're like, look, y'all just aren't prepared. Mm-hmm. Y'all just aren't prepared to, to deal with this. And so that's what we want help with, you know, how, however that is that we got to help, but right. Uh, yeah, getting the word out there about the options that are out there. And, uh, but yeah, the the counseling portion of it is a big part of it. You know, we got to teach people. Uh, I I feel like personally, we see a, a with the millennials, we see from the from from my generation in school, we talk about drug addiction. They're getting looser and looser and looser as far as drug usage. I feel like that stuff that was unacceptable for my generation. I'm not judging anybody here, but just how it is. Just is, observation. Is totally typical. Mm-hmm. nowadays mm-hmm. like going to uh, it's like more accepted more accepted like yeah, yeah. like uh going to school and, and tripping acid in junior high school you know how many people didn't have we went to school when we were junior high were tripping acid i think it's normal now or uh, shooting heroin in school so i think that's normal that's part of the education because the people that are my age fell down on teaching their kids mm-hmm. like my parents taught me you know mm-hmm. i knew better but mm-hmm. uh, so we we got to educate people. We got to teach people, mm-hmm. um, big time. All right. Yep. So Grant wants you to know if you call five zero one seven four seven seventeen thirty one, want to get more information, you can, or go online to Incura. That's I N C U R A dot life L I V E or L I F E. Pardon right. me. Uh, Incura dot life. Yep. And you can get more. And they're located over in North. Little Rock. So it's something you might want to take a look at. Right. Yeah. All right. Traffic, weather, we got to get that for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's do that. 47 degrees going up to a high of 69 today, but about a half an inch of rain during the day today. It's going to rain today. You know, I, I looked at my, my weather app, the... and it said we're going to get rain every day for the next week and a half. Whoa. We're getting a little early on the <sighs> April showers, bring May followers. We're going to get... March showers bring more <laughs> April showers, That's which may bring, that's going to drown the, the flowers in May. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, the answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So let me ask, I just was talking during the break. Let me ask this yep. of you guys. Do you think Donald Trump Jr., I mean, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he is very articulate. Mm-hmm. He's very charismatic. Well spoken. You think he's getting ready to run for something? Ken? Well, I mean, he may think that, uh, you know, continue continue the legacy in 2024. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, run for something within the state. But I think it's just good for business. I think it's good for business. He's a good surrogate for his father, too. Yeah, oh, he, so, both, both of those boys yeah. are good surrogates. Yeah. Really, and the and, daughter, too. Oh, yeah. But, really start, but I, I know I think Ken would agree. With this start start somewhere local. Start right, Ken. <laughs> start a little on the you know work your way up. Don't yeah. say, oh well, I'm running for president no. after my dad. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously, but uh, right, Ken. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and you know, I think there's a really good list of possible Republicans that going to run in 2024. Um, so I think there's two right now that are de facto leaders one of course is mike pence yes and mm-hmm. uh, he's making hay over this whole corn uh you know the virus thing the covid19 because he's doing a great job standing take, in front of the cameras every day yeah in. and uh that here's the big one the big one is oh. going to be nikki haley i agree oh really yes i agree nikki haley is going to run and she is formidable yes yeah, she proved wow. that. She proved that in South Carolina. Yes, she did. Um, she was never supposed to be governor. Nope. And she 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 defeated the establishment and became a really good governor for South Carolina. She was good. And uh, uh, and I think you can add uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Yeah, to Cotton will be really looking at. Cotton, yeah, he'll be looking yeah. at it. He'll be, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, he gets on television. You know what? I, I won't say he's as bad as some politicians where you would say the most dangerous place to be is between them and a the camera. Uh, Tom hasn't reached that that, that uh, place yet, but he spends a lot of time in front of the media now. Yep. And you don't visit uh, Iowa and New Hampshire if you're not thinking about yep. running for president. Yeah. He was. He was there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He was there. What do you think about Trump? Did you guys hear about Trump endorsed uh a candidate in Alabama? Did you hear about it? Uh, no, that, I, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, Tubber, he, 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 he got behind Tommy, mm. not behind the former senator. And Sessions there's was the There's someone, some, there's was some the, bad blood there, yeah, evidently. Which, you know, I'm all about loyalty. Um, obviously, Sessions was the first U.S. senator to endorse Trump uh, back in 20... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 16. 16. Well, Trump still uh, blames him for, but for, for the recusal. Yes. And, and, the, and the recusal was a very establishment type move. That's yep. what you expect from the establishment. Hands off, not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Trump hasn't let them live that down. And it'll be close. I don't, you know, um, he, uh, Senator Sessions is still really, really well liked in the state of Alabama. Yeah. 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 So is Tommy. Yep. They remember that national championship. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. That's important stuff down in Alabama. Okay. In Minneapolis, the Minneapolis mayor, Jacob Fry, has proclaimed yesterday, not oh. today, but yesterday, yesterday, was Abortion Provider Appreciation Day. Thank you so much for killing children. Spirits oh, of death. Disgusting. Isn't that, that's just amazing to me. It's disgusting. Spirits of death. And nobody calls us out. That's, that's well, the Democrats aren't because they're all like that. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, a I'll take that. No, no, hold on. Let me not paint with that broad of a brush. There are some pro-life 
Democrats out there. It's just that their own party won't let them take part in things. Right. That's their that's their platform because they have said if you're pro life, you're not you're not welcome on this stage. Yep. Yep. They no, said it, that. They, they said that, and and it it really befuddles me that Democrats that are quote unquote pro life will still vote for keep, them. We'll keep still on. vote for them, and right. we'll still carry the the banner. Uh, and you know, I'm glad that they're pro life, especially the elected officials that vote vote pro life. That's great, but. Uh, why why wouldn't you be a part of the party that celebrates life because there's Thank nothing you. more you Thank know you. there's i would i think all republicans all conservatives would say that is probably the number one issue where if if you're not pro life then i don't really need to look at where you stand on everything else i agree right. it all starts with pro life yeah. yeah. i mean seriously if you don't have life well, all the other stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And if and and if you can take life out at the beginning, you can take it out at the end. Well, we're already hearing but, that. Bloomberg and, brought right. it back up again. Absolutely. Correct. You know, oh, yeah. I keep telling, trying to mention. Hey, look, he sure did. This uh, coronavirus might save the government hundreds of millions of dollars by decimating the uh, elderly population. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yep. I'm just saying. The you go with what Bloomberg said because he basically said that if you were over eighty years old and you got like terminal, uh, what was it, um, uh, prostate cancer, you should just be told to go home and here, here's some pills to mitigate the pain and uh, your time is up. Is that up, doesn't basically. apply to him? Oh no, because he's got so much members. money, right? And he don't have to. He doesn't have to abide by that. <laughs> I'm, I've been talking about this since Governor lamb of colorado in 1984 mm. said that it was a citizen's responsibility to die to die and get out of the way for the younger generation be like a leaf on a tree and fall to the ground and become part of the compost yeah wow well there's the a but because of mm. those same people there's a huge portion of the younger generation that isn't with us today yeah you, that's correct and so mm-hmm. uh the, i just think liberals have no business talking about life in the life just in general because they refuse to stand for a life at the beginning mm-hmm. uh yeah to to sit in with a straight face and say i i'm we're gonna make a day to appreciate people uh, that murder uh our unborn children it's just disgusting there's no other no other way to say it and then for these people to just champion you know used to I used to always say at least with democrats even if we're talking about abortion uh there's some common ground there's some common ground where we right. say oh well after the third trimester no or after the middle of the second trimester no but you can't say that anymore Mm-mm. you know because they even refused no. to to say that uh, you can kill a baby when it's born in the yeah. seconds afterwards. Northrum so that, said that. That line been so clearly drawn now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, the, and that's been Dr. Francis <clears throat> Schaefer many years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in his book, Whatever Happened to the Human Race, mm-hmm. made the great logical connection that if you can believe in killing the unborn, there's no problem with it, then killing the, the born that have... Uh, a problem that you don't want to pay money to take care of them or whatever. Right. Just makes it easy to say, well, maybe they should die. Yeah. Right. And then he said, and getting rid of the elderly. 
will be very, very easy at that point. Oh, yeah, because they're an inconvenience. You've, inconven- you've already lived your life. Yeah, because they're an inconvenience at this point now, too. So and, we just and you've heard, them you on heard Bloomberg say it. He said he did. we're not willing to have the hard discussion because you only have so uh, so much, uh, you know, health care dollars to spend. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets those dollars. Somebody else doesn't. And we got to be able to say to somebody who's elderly, you don't. It's not you. Yeah, you're not the one. All right. I'll lighten it up a little bit more in the next hour, I promise. Okay. Ken Yang and I will sit here and, and have some uh, good discussions about politics. Buddy, I'll let you get on. Yes, sir. Grant, thanks for coming Thank by. You, sir. Thank you. Grant Lee, yeah. I love that name. You yeah. should go into radio. All right, That'd man. be a perfect, Maybe perfect I'll come back name. Visit you here. All right, we'll get you back on here to talk with us as well. You guys have a good day. We'll be back right. with you after the news. That's all coming up next here on one hundred one FM. The answer. Seven o'clock hour. Ken Yang is here, and Ken, you're you're very lucky today because on Tuesdays at seven o'clock, we get a call from Washington D.C. each Tuesday from our congressman in District Two. Yeah, French Hill. He joins us. Hello, Congressman. How are you today? Glad to have you with us. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ken. Did you did you did you sneeze into your elbow? I did. Okay. I always do. <laughs> just being, just being sure. I don't. I, I've yet to find out. You know, they don't know how coronavirus totally works. It may be able to come across phone lines. I don't know. Absolutely. Just, always <laughs> use your elbow. Then just you, then just you ask use your elbow to shake hands. <laughs> yeah, I always. I use my elbow or my my uh, my fist right now. I do, I do the Yamauchi bump. That's what I do. All right. Like let's it. talk. Give us, a, give us an update on the virus, if, if you would. Well, let's focus on Arkansas first. We're one of the few states that has no confirmed cases, and I think that's uh, obviously a positive thing for our state as we get the test kit spread around the United States. I want to thank uh, Dr. Nate Smith at the Department of Health in Arkansas, who's been on, on top of this for Governor Hutchison. We've got the ability to do tests now all over the uh, state uh, by the end of this week and if you feel like you have the symptoms of uh, shortness of breath coughing sneezing uh, just really respiratory type uh, symptoms you ought to talk to your doc and the doctor can get a test that's the way the tests work and uh, lab corp and all the other major laboratory companies will have the test kits out nationwide over the next week or so as well okay so and and that's uh, important i was watching the uh, press conference yesterday with the the uh, vice president and with all of their uh, staff that they've got working on this and trying to think which one it was that said they're going to have well millions of test kits out uh, 
by the end of this week. That's correct. And there are 103 people in Arkansas that the Department of Health is monitoring uh, for check-in and guidance. Uh, They've already done 12 tests in Arkansas that were all negative. So if people want to know more, they can go to the Department of Health website in uh, Arkansas by just Googling Arkansas Department of Health. And then the national uh, government has coronavirus.gov, which has all the updates from those vice presidential press conferences with all the details and a lot of good information out on coronavirus.com. Congressman, uh, I saw that you uh, were with the Congressman Westerman last night uh, doing a Facebook Live. I appreciate you doing that for, for the people what what is your office, and what would you say to those people watching the media and the, some uh, I would say hysteria and uh, that the media is is pushing? What would you say to those people to try to you know calm calm everyone down, especially here in Arkansas? Well, with no confirmed cases in Arkansas, I think people should you know wash their hands. They should do the fist bump or the elbow touch. Um, and go kind of go about their their business. If you have an immune uh, compromised system due to surgery or um, some disease issues that you're fighting, and you're uh, over certainly in your 60s or over, I think the recommendation from the government is you already really determine if you need to travel uh, to certainly outside the United States or travel inside the U.S. to an area where there's infection, uh, that would be a decision that you'd want to be very cautious about. Um, I think the other issue, Ken, that we had questions on last night in the Facebook Live is what about our kids that are in uh, college that are getting ready to go on spring break? And uh, you've seen some colleges have asked everybody to stay uh, stay at home and do their classes online if that works, uh, particularly in big metro areas. But uh, other schools are asking the kids when they come back uh, from spring break to tell the school where they've been so they have some way to help and monitor that child if they were in an infected area uh, during the week they were away from their college campus. You know, people are just being cautious and trying to take uh, smart preparedness uh, efforts. Yeah, it would probably be a good thing to, you know, kind of put Daytona Beach or you know, down on uh, Padre Island on your wish list for next year? Yeah, I just think you're, even though young people are not, um, if you're under 30, people are really not that susceptible to these uh, uh, (laughs) conditions. And kids under 10, which we always worry about our children, are are not seeing um, uh, the worst effects of it either when you look at the Korean uh, data or the Chinese data. But yeah. I think people ought to use common sense. If you don't need to go somewhere, don't go. Yeah, one of the great things that came out of that, uh, the Chinese and the, the South Korean data, was that no child under nine years old has has died from this virus at all. That That's an amazing statistic right there. Right. It really, really is. Well, I think there's a lot of unknown. I know people are concerned about the unknown. They know that, as we've talked about, up to 30 million people get the flu every year, and uh, you have, you know, between 10 and sometimes as many as 40,000 deaths from the flu every year in the United States. And people understand that. Um, 
But here, this is an unknown situation, and I think it causes everybody to have more concern, which they should. And I think these steps of preparedness are smart and just being cautious. Let me ask you one last question before we take a break, and then we'll come back and, and talk more. But how do we combat all of the misinformation that's out there on the Internet? I mean, I go on the Internet, and it blows me away some of the things people say. Well, you can't trust a government about anything. Well, you know, if if you feel that way, go up and live in a cave somewhere. I just It's amazing to me. I mean, they were saying that Vice President Pence has been lying to us all along. No, he's not. He's got all. In fact, when he answers questions, how he defers to the experts. Dr. Tony Fauci runs our infectious disease center at the uh, uh, National Institutes of Health. He's been doing this for years. He's one of the most respected infectious disease experts in the world. He's worked for multiple administrations. And he is the lead analyst, if you will, on this. So, look, this is uh, nobody's doing anything they shouldn't be doing. President Trump was great to jump on this in January and block travel coming back from China. That's one of the most important things that's happened in this whole episode. And we're grateful to him because the Chinese hit this and didn't share the information as quickly as they could have. Um, And so what we hope in the United States, since we have such excellent public health here, is that we're able to, in these tough areas like Seattle, Washington, get a hold of this issue and begin to uh, take uh, more aggressive steps wherever you have a major outbreak, like out in Seattle. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you. The president yesterday started talking about uh, economic things that the government might do to uh, to help things along. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. I know that uh, your people are going to have some satellite time with folks out here Uh, in the state as well. We'll talk about both of those when we come back, if that's fine with you, Congressman. You bet. All right, we'll do it. Let's take a break. It's uh, 49 degrees now. It's a quarter after 7. And uh, in Conway, 50 degrees right now, going for a high today of 69 with about a half inch of rain throughout the day. It's all happening right here at 1011 FM, the answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All right. We're back. We've got the uh, congressman on, French Hill. He's joined us, as he always does, here on a Wednesday, 705. Ken Yang is in the studio as well. Uh, Let's talk about something, congressman. The president has done a fantastic job of getting the, uh, the business leaders into his meeting room there over in the White House. I mean, he met with pharmaceutical companies, I believe, last week. Yesterday, he met with insurance companies. Insurance companies uh, agreed that no copays to be tested for the coronavirus. And if you're going to be put in into, uh, you know, the hospital or whatever, that they'll cover it and uh, at 100 percent, not not at 80 percent, 100 percent. Pharmaceutical companies said they're going to work uh, night and day to get a, va- a vaccine going and they're going to all work together. This is an amazing thing that the president has done. It's true. We met with all the CEOs from the pharmaceutical companies last week, as the president did, and they're all working together. They're all sharing their research and sharing their data to race to a cure to the coronavirus uh, uh, as soon as possible, which is exactly what America always steps up to do. So it was impressive. 
Today is meeting with uh, banking officials from around the country, talk about the impact on uh, the markets and expectations in the markets. This was made a lot more complicated this week by Saudi Arabia deciding to go into a price war with Russia in the oil markets. Uh, that's really been disruptive to the stock market um, and to the American shale industry as well. So you have two major economic issues hitting at once. One is the uh, black swan of this uh, uh, coronavirus coming out of uh, sort of left field with nobody really being able to estimate the true economic impact of it. And then secondly, this price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Well, the Democrats have been trying to make hay out of this uh, uh, disease. Uh, The president, I think, uh, calmed the stock market down just the other day. Uh, would have been on Monday when, you know, the bottom was falling out basically by getting out there and coming up with this package. What are the things that you're seeing that he's suggesting that makes sense to you? And then how big should this package be, do you think? Well, I think uh, you touched on one last night in the Facebook Live questions that Congressman Westerman and I were uh, uh, dealing with. Uh, We got a lot of questions about if I'm quarantined, how do I pay for that? If I'm quarantined, I'm I'm not paid. It means I'm not working. If I'm not working, how do I pay my bills? So Mm -hmm. you addressed one thing very important, which is that uh, the insurance companies are pitching in on those uh, Americans that are – confronted with a disease and have to go into quarantine to get some support for that uh, from an insurance point of view. I think that's terrific. That's money right that people don't have to worry about. Secondly, the president's talked about a payroll tax holiday. That is the half of the payroll tax that businesses pay and half of the payroll tax that we all pay in our paycheck. The infamous FICA on your page stub I'll never forget when I was 13 years old and met Mr. <laughs> Fica. I wonder who the heck is this guy taking all this money out of my paycheck? Yeah. But the president's idea there is, look, uh, because of people that will be off work potentially, this is a way, again, to increase the size of their uh, paycheck and put some cash in their pocket. Uh, all of these are very preliminary ideas. Uh, they'll have to come to Congress for discussion. And uh, that is just commenced. So I can't really say to you uh, what the direction that it's heading right now. Uh, Well, Congressman, I think the payroll tax cut is, you know, at the front end, a good idea. I mean, are you able to comment on so your, you know, your colleague, your Democrat colleagues uh, seem to have supported a payroll tax cut uh, back when Obama was president? Uh, but now with Trump introducing it, they seem to not be supporting it. Well, all we know really is uh, uh, Chuck Schumer's uh, quote-unquote press conference yesterday where he was <laughs> running down a list of things that he wanted. Um, so I think we ought to just reserve judgment and see how those discussions go. The Secretary Mnuchin will be on Capitol Hill with Larry Kudlow working with both uh, the Democrat and Republican leadership to work through uh, this. The question is, you know, it's um, it's about helping families that are confronting this in tough areas of our country. Um, I think that's the first and foremost thing on the president's mind. Uh, a lot of, of businesses will uh, cope uh, with this pretty well. 
Um, so there's a secondary issue is how to help business. So I think that's why the president's centered on this payroll tax, because that benefits both uh, small businesses as well as employees. So tell us about what your folks are going to be doing with this mobile office hours that you're going to have around here in central Arkansas. Yeah, every uh, every quarter um, we try to get out into uh, towns and locations all around the district. And I have my staff. They go out. They spend all day. Uh, this time of year we have the Taxpayer Advocate Service uh, will be out there with us to help people from around the district that might be having questions about the uh, IRS as its tax season is upon us. Uh, and uh, we published that list of where we're going to be out on our website. Uh, we're out there all this week. Uh, today we're in Perry County at the, at the library and also at Van Buren County at the Fairfield Bay Conference Center. And tomorrow we'll be at uh, the Greenbrier Event Center and on uh, at Pike County at the National Guard Armory. And then we'll be down in southwest Little Rock on Friday at the Southwest Community Center and over in Saline County at the Hertzfield uh, Memorial Library. And people can go to hill.house.gov and find out where we are. And if we've got questions, we get a lot of casework and help a lot of people if they stop by our mobile office days. Okay, so you want to do that. Last but not least, Bernie Sanders won uh, North Dakota last night. Or was it North Dakota? Ooh. North Dakota. Said that he won North Dakota. He lost everything else. Uh, Claiborne says they need to get uh, cancel the rest of the primaries, cancel the rest of the debates, uh, because and his words, not mine, so that uh, uh, you know Joe Biden doesn't say something that destroys his candidacy. What do you think about that? Well, I think Joe Biden may be on the top cutting edge of technology because he's going to be the first candidate to invent a mobile uh, way to read a teleprompter. You know, this guy cannot get off the teleprompter, and uh, he is just uh, a terrible candidate. Uh, but look, the good news for America is that maybe uh, America, even American Democrats, are rejecting socialism as it's spread across the Democratic Party. It's taken over the party in the House of Representatives. You've got uh, Congresswoman Tlaib, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez out supporting the absolute government takeover of industry, business, health uh, on the circuit with Bernie Sanders. Uh, so if you look at the big picture, uh, the fact that Bernie is burning out around the country with his bad ideas, I, I think that Americans, even American Democrats, are coming back to their common sense. Well, you know, that's not a bad thing, but I still get nervous when I see 30, uh, almost a 40 percent of the Democratic electorate saying that they have no problem with uh, that at all. In fact, in Mississippi... I think it was like 86% of the voters that Fox News talked to said that they're all in for Medicare for all. Yeah, it's, it's um, education, you know, uh, education. We've got to educate uh, people about socialism. I've seen it firsthand in my work in East Germany and in across Central Europe after before and after the Berlin Wall. People don't have to look very far but to see the results of it in Venezuela, Cuba. So uh, I don't understand the attraction, but we've got to do a better job educating all of our folks about it. Well, it's like Bernie says, they just didn't do it right. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I hope you know that I, was uh, a joke. 
Yeah, well, Hayek always warned us in both Constitution of Liberty and the road to serfdom that uh, the feeling is we just didn't spend enough money to do it right. That's actually a premise of his from the 1930s, mm-hmm. that government solves all problems, and if government's not doing a good job solving all the problems, it's just because they hadn't quite spent enough money yet. Yep, I've been telling everybody to read The Naked Socialist. It's a great book. Something for everybody to, to read and understand socialism at a, a visceral level. We appreciate you, Congressman. Thanks so Thank much you, for sir. being on today. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day there in Washington, D.C. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. We've got Sean Hannity coming up. Then we'll have more. i got another half hour with Ken Yang, and it'd just be Ken and I talking and uh, discussing yeah. and cussing about what's going on in our country. We'll be doing that here when we come back. Right now, let's head out, see what Sean has to say. 101.1 FM, the answer, it is 49 degrees. We're looking for a high of 69. Uh, Ken, got a question for you. The coronavirus as the flu virus, it's a, a respiratory virus, which means when it gets hotter, respiratory viruses uh, do not do well. I'll give you a couple of examples. In the Philippines, which has a uh, population fairly close to the United States, has not had one case of coronavirus. If you've ever been to the Philippines, it's hot and it's humid. Yeah. All right. Have you noticed that South America, Central America really haven't had a lot of cases? Same reason, hot and humid. So when we get to hot, humid weather, and we will, we live in Arkansas uh, and across the United States, a lot of places, you're just going to see the flu and coronavirus kind of disappear. Okay, so how long will it take the news media to start warning people that the coronavirus and flu are coming back? Well, they'll do it as as soon as possible because, you know, the, the before November, yeah, before November, <laughs> because the election is going to be in November and they're going to they're going to want to either come up. Well, I'll say come up, but uh, find something new or keep keep using this as a means to end. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have something maybe people can take orally or be injected with uh, that will help them fight off. You know, the flu. I mean, I I get my flu shot every year. I get, you know, the, I don't think I got to get a um, a pneumonia sh- uh, shot again here for a while. I think that goes on for quite some time. But I got the one that was the special mixture that takes on like 9,000 different kinds of pneumonia. Oh, wow. It's not that wow. much, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Tell me about this preserving the sanctity of life. At the end of life, this yeah. is a conference that's coming up uh, here in March. Well, since we were talking about uh, pro-life stuff and uh, uh, celebrating life, you know, being pro-life means that you celebrate life from conception to natural death. Mm-hmm. You know, many of my uh, newer pro-life friends seem to forget this sometimes. And so this last session, uh, there's representatives that presented bills to legalize uh, physician-assisted suicide. And so since it hadn't been an issue uh, since the 90s, you could tell a lot of legislators and a lot of the general public were uneducated or not educated enough on physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, things of that sort. And so uh, Arkansas, right to life, 
has partnered with the uh, uh, we've partnered with Arkansas Right to Life and Catholic Charities of Arkansas to bring a, a great list of speakers from around the country to talk about euthanasia and the dangers of supporting physician assisted suicide. And it's happening Saturday, March 21st, uh, you know, 2020. It's a conference from about 8.30 to, to 3, uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, you know, $10 early bird registration, $15 at the door. You can go to ARTL.org. There's an events tab and purchase your tickets there. Obviously, you can come day of or uh, call 501-663-4237 and get more information uh, from Arkansas Right to Life. But uh, we're, we're excited to partner uh with uh right to life to talk about this really important issue that's been sweeping uh the west coast and is starting to hit over here in the midwest and in the south well it's interesting because this is a a topic that was huge back in the 90s everybody remembers dr k dr kevorkian Mm -hmm. and what was going on with him and we seem to i thought won the argument logically why assisted suicide was not the way to go and here it is back again and we're going to have to re-educate people on this yeah. again well there's actually uh uh you know a legislator luncheon uh later on too in a, in a few days to educate legislators that are going to be possibly voting on issues like this uh but you know like you said it's it's something that we haven't really talked about and now we're talking about it again because you know the the west coast states like california oregon those states have been passing the legalization of physician assisted suicide and uh you know like i said when you're pro-life you should be protecting life from conception to natural death yeah a doctor when they become a doctor take an oath and part of that oath is to do no harm correct their goal is to help you live not help you die Exactly. And that's why there's things such as hospice, uh, palliative care, uh, which is really important, which a lot of people don't really understand too too much of. And obviously there's uh, good experiences and bad experiences for people. Uh, but, you know, we want to educate people the options that people have at the end of life the, with new medical technology, new medicine uh and uh we should be able to take care of uh you know the elderly we should be able to take care of our grandparents we should be able to take care of our parents without the possibility of being a line item uh on 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 the hospital uh, uh you know budget budget yeah or on the state's budget correct all right significant weather advisory for us Northeastern Perry, Southern Faulkner, and Northeastern Pulaski counties until 8 o'clock. Doppler radar tracking a strong thunderstorm uh, near Mayflower, near Conway, moving east at 45 miles per hour. Nickel sized hail and wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour is possible with the storm. Here's the locations impacted. Conway, Sherwood, Jacksonville, Little Rock, Bologna, Mayflower, Pickles Gap, Gibson, Toadsuck, Gravel Ridge, Olmstead, Little Italy, Holland, Bigelow, Forsh, Hamlet, Saltillo, Macon, and Otto. All right, so if you're in those areas, uh, you should be ready to take cover if necessary. Nickel-sized hail, 
Now to do a job on your car. Just just saying. So <laughs> want to be careful uh, about that. You know, we were talking to the congressman about the uh, president talking about helping different industries. It was travel, tourism industries were on the front of the list. I got some information about uh, the airlines. It says if you're willing to fly in the coming weeks, uh, this says they can guarantee you won't be uh, fighting an ex-Marine for overhead bin space. <laughs> With demand plummeting from the coronavirus, the airline industry took drastic steps to mitigate its worst crisis since 9-11, and they did this yesterday. Major U.S. carriers have taken measures including cutting flights, freezing hiring, delaying pilot training, and suspending share buybacks. Top United Brass will forego base salary. Southwest CEO is taking a 10% pay cut. American, Delta, and United have scrapped their 2020 forecasts. And over in Europe, it's got even more bizarre. Uh, and in fact, uh, in this story, it says it's gotten even spooky. As travelers cancel their trips, airlines across Europe have been flying ghost flights. Those are almost empty planes. Now, this here's socialism at its best. They are complying with a EU rule that they use allocated landing slots or lose them to competitors. So they got to fly ghost fl- empty planes, literally. Wow. That means, uh, and, and they kind of a little ha-ha under this. It says, <laughs> that means these planes are burning harmful greenhouse gases without actually taking anywhere, anyone anywhere. Yeah, look at that. Uh, Socialism at its best. Yeah. They have the government telling them, you have to do this. If you don't, we're going to take away your, uh, your landing site. Now, something you and I talked about was sick leave, and that is, Companies, especially those in the service sector, are under pressure to provide paid sick leave to workers who may not be in a financial position to take time off. The CDC is not encouraging sick workers to hand out lattes and fries to consumers right now. Uh, Around 40% of service workers don't get paid sick time, according to the Labor Department data from the spring of 2019. Your thoughts? Well, I think uh, it's it's been a good time for companies in the private sector to, you know, reevaluate how they treat their employees. I think uh, the smartest thing, obviously, which is just common sense, if you're sick, do not go to work. But that also is in relation to what type of sick time you get in the company. And so there's incentive for people to stay home if they know they're they can only be taken care of at the company that they work at, and so it's a, it's a good time, and and for the companies or for for any of the companies in the private sector, it will save them money in the long run by making sure that your employees are healthy and taken care of. All right, so here we got Walmart, country's biggest private employer, instituted an emergency leave policy. Hourly workers will get up to two weeks' pay. If they have the COVID-19 virus or if they're required to quarantine by either the government or Walmart. So they're doing something. Yeah. And, and this makes sense. 
They're not giving you sick leave for anything. Correct. You know, you can't just call up. You go, oh, I got two weeks sick leave. That's yeah. like getting two weeks of vacation. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's uh, have have demanded uh, safeguards, and Darden Restaurants, the owner of Olive Garden, uh, has said that they're starting offering sick leave to hour, hourly uh, workers. Uh, Mickey D's employees asked for paid sick leave and revamped safety protocols. Haven't heard anything about what McDonald's intends to do yet, but seems like they're leaning towards sick leave. All right. Quarter till, uh, we're a little about make it 14 minutes till eight, 49 degrees. Looking for a high of 65 rain thunderstorms in our area right now until eight o'clock with, uh, some nickel size hail, 50 mile an hour wind. So, uh, be aware that that's going to be sweeping right along I-40. And uh, you're coming into work. You might have a pretty good tailwind if you're coming from Conway today. <laughs> so Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, uh, the answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. We continue, finish it up with uh, Ken Yang. I appreciate him coming in today. I always yeah. like having Ken here. We're going to have him in more often. He can talk politics with the best of them. I like to have him in on that. All right, so... Who is the richest person? I already asked him this question and he answered it correctly. In Arkansas. Jim Walton. That's right. $51.9 billion. I'll take and just. Alice point. Walton <laughs> is worth $51.7 billion, which makes her the richest person in Texas. I just want a little bit of it. Just a little bit. What do you do with that much money? I mean, seriously. You he could run for president. Yeah, they could. All of them could. Most of them that are in uh, any of these states and the richest people. Six states are home to billionaires with more than $50 billion to their name. Michael Bloomberg, 58.4. Jim Walton, 51.9. Alice Walton, 51.7. You know, it's pretty amazing what Walmart has become. Yeah. It is really amazing. Many people on the the map that I got in front of me who puts the richest person picture up here uh, represent the most famous companies in the country, including Walmart, Facebook, and Amazon. So a pretty cool little thing. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in America. And, of course, Ken pointed out to me he can go through a divorce and still be the yeah. richest man in America. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I love that list because it just shows how great of a country we are. And you look at Jeff Bezos, but they, you talk about, you know, however you like or dislike how he runs his company. He started that in his garage. And look where he is now. So, it's like Zuckerberg. I yeah. mean, love him or hate him, you know. Group he was of college just, kids. Yeah, he was just, a, a, you know, a, a geek. Yep. And screwed over his buddy and uh, yeah. <laughs> and made a lot of money. What can I tell you? Yep. He is worth $81.5 billion. Oof. He's the richest man in California who lives in the most socialist state in America and still is the richest man. Not, and not Bill Gates. It's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely Amazing. Just looking through here, some of these people I've never heard of. I'm going to have to take a look and see what these people made their money from. Up in North Dakota, let's see, who is it? 
I'm trying to see who they got. It's Gary somebody. He's only worth a clean billion dollars. <laughs> He's yeah, the richest oh man up in North Dakota. <laughs> you probably could own North Dakota. Might be a, able to. Uh, you go, and, go up to Nebraska. Who's the richest man in Nebraska? Easy. Easy one. Warren Buffett. Mm. Warren Buffett is worth... Uh, does it say eighty six point five or six billion dollars? I'm going to tell you. You want to know? I some I talked to my wife about this. There's an old old saying that you got to have money to make money. And uh, don't you know Warren Buffett when on Monday when the stock market just tanked the way it did, he was out. That was that was buy day for yeah. Warren Buffett. He and now. He's already, we've already seen, you know, a thousand points, a little over a thousand points come back. He's going to make a ton of money. Yeah. It's such a misnomer to say most of these people didn't make their money. You know, some of them obviously inherited some, but you have to learn how to keep the money, learn how to make more money. And the many, many, not all, many of these people uh, are really good uh, businessmen and women. And so they they know what they're doing um, and we should celebrate it. And not, what, to, yeah. not do what Bernie wants to do. No, nope, not do what Bernie wants to do. They owe you nothing. I'm just saying that to the young people out there. Just because somebody has been good at making money and has uh, started companies and given people jobs, yep. didn't have to but did, uh, bottom line, they owe you nothing. I've got a, I, have, I have a sign up in my studio, probably would trigger a lot of of uh, snowflakes out there that says you are entitled to nothing. Amen. That's right. I mean, go out and make something of yourself. Make yep. something of yourself. That's the way to do it. And you can if you work at it. Yeah. You might not make a billion dollars, but, I, you know, if you're making, I would say, if you're making over $30,000 a year, you're making, you know, king's wages. Correct. Compared most to most other to places in, in the, the world. world. Yep. Yep, and it's about balancing need versus want. Yep, that's hard for people in the United States to do. <laughs> and need and not somebody has to give it to me. That's right. You know, give me, give me, give me. I mean, Black Flag was right. I love that. Give me, give me, give me. Give me some more. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Don't ask what for. Got it. I love that stuff. That was, that's good stuff because it's the way it really is. Well, we're what about thirty days from the uh, the session starting the financial fiscal session? Fiscal yeah. session. Looking at things, what do you think is going to be the big argument? <clears throat> uh, I think uh, once again Medicaid expansion, uh, uh, Arkansas works will be the big argument because the there's no, there's no more. Uh, uh, you have to work. You have to work. There's no that's no longer a provision, and so they'll have to decide whether or not to keep funding it. And uh, oh, Asa's in charge. They'll continue yeah. funding it. Well, with the current legislature, legislature more than likely. But yeah. when when it changes, that's when it's going to be interesting. Twenty one should be an interesting year for the General Assembly, and of course, you'll be invited to come on the show yeah. at that time. I'll be there in the halls of the Capitol. As far as I know, I'll be there, yeah. and we'll be uh, keeping everything. As long as they finally tell me that they're done cutting pieces of my foot off, that's a big. That's well, I'm glad to part. see you around. I know. Uh, um, hopefully, 
it's a full recovery and you get to go back to the doctor and say no no more infection oh let me tell you a great story uh, dr drisco who's a great doctor over the wound center who's been treating me now low about three and a half months of this and i was texting her uh, yesterday and asking i was just asking how she was enjoying her trip to israel she had taken her daughter to israel she says well we're just getting ready to board the plane early uh, and this was yesterday last night because today the two-week quarantine for anybody from outside the country who just come into the country is going to go into effect so in effect what they're doing is they're getting out of dodge so uh, they don't have to be quarantined for two oh, wow. weeks it's crazy what they're doing over in israel now so and, and they don't have that many cases not something that they got to worry about and tokyo saying that the olympics are planned to go off as planned so we'll see how that all works out as we get closer to the olympics ken yang thank you very much thank you for having me appreciate you being here the uh Car guys are coming up. Joe and Duck are going to be with us in a few moments, and we'll talk to them about cars. Take your calls as well, 8230965, to get involved in the conversation. It's time. All right. Uh, I heard some thunder outside here just a moment ago. So evidently a thunderstorm rolling across Little Rock now that uh, made its way from Conway across Mayflower. Uh, it's up into the Sherwood area. Let me look at my color radar real quick. 50 mile an hour winds. And uh, also uh, they, they're saying that uh, it's a quarter something. Quarter size hail. Oh yeah, that's ugly. But it, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it, and is that moving east or is it going northeast? That's no, moving I east. It's already went past us, Dave. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, it's gone past Mayflower. It a little bit going over us right now is what I've got at eight oh five. And I'm I'm looking Heber Springs, uh, getting hit. Cersei's uh, getting hit. BB Clinton and all up there. Cabot and all that area is uh, taking a pretty good whack right now. Just the way it goes. Not any hail uh, in Cabot there, is there? I don't know. Haven't. Uh, mm, if you're up in Cabot or if you're traveling through <coughs> that storm, you see in hail, let us know. 8230965. Something to take a look at. Hey, uh, listen, ain't like over. Joel Johnson wants you to pay attention to that, too. Oh, yeah. Get some, get some hail. PI Roofing can come and help you. Just remember their website, piroofing.com. Piroofing.com. Uh, Best roofing company I know of. Been talking about them for years. 
How you guys been doing? Just Great. fine. How are you, Dad? I'm I'm good. All right. Uh, yeah, it's coming along. Good. I uh, my doctor is going to be back in town uh, several days early. She's kind of suggested I might slide by Friday to see her. Uh, she was in Israel uh, with her daughter, and uh, they were boarding their plane. I sent her a text asking how she was enjoying her her trip to Israel because everybody I've ever talked to that's gone to Israel, it's it's been kind of a spiritual event for them to be there and uh was uh asking her about it and she wrote back and she says getting on the plane now we're coming back early because yesterday uh israel announced if you were in their country or coming to their country for a vacation of some kind two-week quarantine really to get in yeah to get in Mm -hmm. so uh she didn't want to spend another two weeks (laughs) sitting in her hotel room i guess yeah so her, her and her uh, daughter are on their way back. Good to know that. I hope it's a safe trip coming back. They should be getting fairly close to getting back home. Well, that's like them people on the cruise ships. You know, they're hung up out in the ocean just sitting there. Well, they got back. That one that was out there for several days docked in Oakland, I think, is where they docked that big cruise ship. But they took them somewhere and put them in quarantine. Yeah, they they were taking them all over the United States. Yeah, most of them went to Georgia. Yeah, a lot of them. Some a lot of them also went to uh, Lackland down in San Antonio, and uh, they're going to be quarant going to be quarantined a little bit longer. Sorry, yeah. this is the way it works with this. But can you you know imagine people needing to go back to work and, and you know what they're going to lose? You know. Well, that's what's good. The president is already working on that to help people uh, that that happens to. Uh, I read and I just shared with my listeners that uh, Walmart now is uh, giving two weeks of pay uh, for anybody who's diagnosed with COVID-19 or that a governmental agency or Walmart themselves tells you to be quarantined, they'll pay while you're off of work. And I heard, also heard you say that they would pay the 100% of the medical bills. Yeah, see, this is what I like about the president. I've, I really appreciate Trump. He 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 calls in the big boys. He called in the big boys that owned the pharmaceuticals last year or last week, and they talked, and they all agreed that they would all work together to find a, a vaccine. And uh, uh didn't matter who took the credit, who got the credit. They were all going to work together. And then uh, yesterday he met with uh, – a lot of the insurance industry, big wigs, and they agreed to pay all co-pays for being tested. They said, you get the disease and you got to be hospitalized, they're going to pay 100% of what it costs for your hospitalization. No surprise billing. No surprise at the end. That's good. See that? And the reason that gets done is because the president calls them in and talks to them. Explains yeah. to them. Yeah. Hey, we got to have help. Yep, these people need help, and we expect you to do it. And now he's calling on the uh, the businesses to give sick leave, and a lot of businesses have already stepped up in the beginning to give sick leave. McDonald's is considering it. Olive Garden two weeks. You know, I'll tell you what happened. Either you do it on your own, or the Congress is going to make you do it. And the way they'll do it is not the way you'll want to do it. Because I, I saw that uh, there's a couple of Democrats proposing sick leave, and they want you to get two weeks, but they want you to also get two weeks if you get the coronavirus. So they want four weeks, not two weeks. Got to, 
got to read between the lines in the small print. You know, my thinking on this is, Dave, uh, and, I, and I own a shop and I have guys that work for me. Now, if you get coughing and hacking and you're running a little fever and you're feeling bad and all that, and you go to the doctor, the doctor don't test you for nothing. He treats the symptoms. Yeah. You know, and they'll give you a steroid pack or a shot and they give you some cough medicine with codeine until you take some Tylenol for the fever and tell you to go home, stay in bed and stay out. Stay at home for three or four days to get feeling better. Yeah, don't go, to, don't, don't go, you know, infecting a lot of people. But my question is, Dave, how many had that because it never got tested for? Oh, yeah. It could have been here for a long time. Now, that's the key that nobody uh, knows. And we'll find out because mm-hmm. they said yesterday mm-hmm. in that big news conference with the vice president and all of these specialists that they've got working on this, that there will be um, multitude, multiple t- uh, tens of millions of tests now available mm-hmm. uh, to hospitals and doctors and things of that nature. So they've taken care of that. Uh, I have understood that it's going to be your general practitioner uh, or your personal physician, you might yeah. see PP in your, you know, when you're looking down at uh, your insurance policy, go see your personal physician. And uh, if they say you need to go and be tested, then the hospitals will test you. Well, what I was getting at is it might have been here before anybody ever thought it was because if there's no test for it and the doctors were treating the symptoms. Yeah. They called it the flu. Yeah, yeah, or bronchitis. Yeah. yeah. Here's the key, yeah, though. It's just wild. Seems like to All me. All the if panic over it to me. Oh, yeah. I'm it's just with crazy. you. Yeah, the, the panic of it is yeah. over the top. But for uh, people that are out there that have a job and if you own a business, uh, it would seem to me if somebody is sick, you shouldn't want them working there at, at your business. I don't. I tell mine to, to stay make, home. That's what I make, do. get other people sick. Well, I had, I had three guys that got it in one, two, three. And and it seemed like one week, then the next week, then the next week. And I said, well, you know what? If if you're not feeling good, call me. Just stay home. Get to feeling better, then come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the key. Yeah, I had I had three that had it, too. Even Blake got it. He was all four days with it. Yeah, and, and nobody really knows what flu strain that was because the doctor doesn't test for it. No. They treat the symptoms. Yeah, is it A you or know, B? No, they don't is care. Is it SARS? Is it MERS? Know. You know, what is it? There's no test, but they yeah. treat the symptom. Right. So that, you know, people could have been going to China and coming home three or four months before they ever had this big outbreak, mm-hmm. and it, people could have gotten it. It might have already been here. And who knows it? If China, this wasn't going on way before they ever said anything. You know, they're well, not going to say anything the until they have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say anything that uh, casts a negative light on them at all. Oh, yeah. Zip. And especially if it came out of one of their labs. Yes. As Tom Cotton has yeah. been trying to find out if that's true or not. And I still say it did. Well, I have no, I have no proof whatsoever. Me neither. But That's I wouldn't be feeling. surprised if they came out and said that it came out of a lab and they were weaponizing flu a or something. Chemical biological uh, testing facility close to Wuhan, which there is. Yes, it's going to lead you to think. Well, somebody let that leak out or got out or whatever. Because they've disproved that it happened mm. in that market. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bats. It wasn't snakes. Mm-hmm. It was nothing out of the market. So, uh, you know, it it's going to be figured out before it's all said and done. 
Well, yeah, they'll have indicators. Whether they'll tell the American public's different story. Exactly. We'll probably never know. It's just a lot, in my opinion, it's a whole lot of panic over nothing. Well, I'm I'm with you, Joe. The flu virus has been around since time. Yeah, well, and well, did you see that over, one? And over fifty thousand people going to die from it here in Arkansas alone this year. Yeah. Well, did you see that one baseball uh, championship? Or you know, the deal? United States, pardon me. They canceled the whole tournament. Well, the basketball. Yeah, yeah, that was the Ivy League. Yep, they canceled the whole tournament. I know, but the SEC and Big Ten and all the rest, they're still playing. Yeah. NCAA said that there's no. There's no uh, thought with them of canceling no. as far as that's concerned. I mean, we're looking – if I – if the, let's say I could go to uh, the semifinals and finals of the uh, the big dance, all right, would I go? The answer is no. I'm 67, okay, that's a strike against me. I got type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. that's strike 2. Yeah, and big I've strike had, too. I've had a couple of surgeries here close together my immune system's down i'm on antibiotics as it is and i'm just using common sense sure i don't want to go in with sixteen thousand people and let somebody sneeze on me or cough on me or well you know. i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it a little bit different light right there all right duck we work on cars and trucks for a living yes some of these vehicles are dropped off at night keys never put in know. a key drop we don't know if that person was sick or not we go out there and we get the keys out of it. We're touching the steering wheel. Touching the key? That's it. And, I can and, tell you what, before I touch the key, I get a get What a are we wipe. supposed to do? Just completely <laughs> just stop you doing can't. our normal routine? No. You got to make a living. That's correct. And this virus is not going to kill most people. No. That's right. It hasn't killed anybody under 10 years old. No. Yeah. Nowhere. Now, if you're nine years old, you you nobody's died. Most of the Anywhere people the that have, have passed away from it have compromised immune systems. Yeah, upper 60s and uh, 70s and 80-year-olds. Yeah. And, and they got over. underlying problems. A yeah. lot of people, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, a lot of people that age has got COPD. They're we, fragile as it is. We can't. We can't just stop doing our daily routine. You have to go do that. Just if you're if you're sniffly and sneezy, just stay home and get better, and everything will be fine. That's, yeah, all that's, there is to that's it. what I told him. one of my guys. He missed. He missed almost. Well, he missed four days. Blake missed four yeah. days with it, and you know they both said they was running fever and you know mm-hmm. and had to chill. So I told yeah. him, I said, don't stay away. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't got, want that. Got a friend uh, that uh, you know I got a. They were going to be coming on to the the show, and they they got a hold of me uh, the night before and said won't be there. Uh, my uh, spouse just came down with something yeah and they're running 102 fever i said mm-hmm. stay home that's right yeah stay home i i don't i don't need you here <laughs> yeah, we don't want it <laughs> don't be bringing it to me i don't no. want it at my door i have enough trouble as it is i sure don't want that all right phone lines are open 823-0965 joe and duck are here they'll take your car questions 823-0965 or you can send me an email dave at salem s-a-l-e-m l r that's one word dot com we got more coming your way here in just a moment it is uh, 59 degrees we're looking at 21 after eight and looking for a high with rain today of 69 degrees all right back 24 minutes after eight you got a car question eight two three oh nine six five eight two three oh nine 
1-800-795-9565 here on Dave Ellswick Show. I uh, was talking to the missus yesterday because, as you know, she's been she's had to be my chauffeur. Yeah. Now because I can't drive right now. This is one of the things that I hate about me too working on my foot i can't drive and and she gets irritated with me because the way she drives and the way i drive are two different ways two different ways and she makes me nervous <laughs> she says you don't trust me i said no I just, you make me nervous mine makes me sick you know because you don't you, you know you you start making a move and then all of a sudden boom, you pull it right back over because you didn't look before you started making the move. Yep. And if you want to, you want to freak me out, start making moves like that. I get nervous then. Then I get nervous. <laughs> I get nervous. I, try, I look before I leap, as I like to say. Yeah, I guess she needs an active driver assist system. Yeah, I, I wish I could buy her a, new, a brand new car. A lot of that I would get, to be honest. I like it. I keep mine turned off. Expensive, well, but I could turn it on when she's driving. Well, yeah. So she'd feel she'd feel more confident out on the highway. Mm-hmm. She doesn't at times. But anyway, I can't do the driving. So we were talking, and uh, I was watching. She had turned on the windshield wipers. It was kind of misty out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't raining. And I noticed that uh, the right side, drive, uh, the passenger side, was kind of streaking, so... Next time I get the oil change, we're, sure. tra- we're going to change the wiper blades, too. But we changed back in August, so it's time to change them again. Yeah, that's the way it works. Snow they're, and ice and rainy weather. Eight, about every six yeah. months. Yeah, they're, they're good for about six months nowadays. You know, you're even gonna, if you buy the high-dollar ones, they're still on good about six months. Yeah, you're going to put these on, and you're going to go through the springtime with the pollen, and before it gets wintertime again, you're going to say, I need another set of blades. All right, now let me stop. The pollen. Explain to the listeners that pollen is very destructive. It's like sand. Yeah, I'd say if you ever looked at that under a microscope, it looks like a little bitty speck of uh, of glass. And so that pollen is, is really rough on the wiper blades. Yeah, and it's got and little got spikes and stuff here. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah it looks like a kookaburra, we used to call it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in the bean fields and cotton fields and places. But uh, there again, it's it's rough on them. It it eat the rubber off of them. Yep. You know, and and you tell people, you know, hey, look, you, you need to replace them every six months, and you can go ahead and change from your winter solution over to the summer solution because we're not going to have enough cold days to do anything now. So, you know, you can go ahead and, and go back to the zero. Yeah, you know, just but, go back to the normal stuff. Yeah, that you used It's a little, bit, it's a little bit cheaper, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Yesterday I went to fill up. I filled up at Kroger, and I hadn't been there in a while. And I tend to go over and I don't. I buy very specifically at Kroger on things that they have on sale, like on Wednesday. Today I go by. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, twelve packs of Diet Coke on sale, three for twelve dollars. I'm going to save a little bit of money doing that, so I'm going to buy uh, probably six of them, and then I amass that to a hundred dollars or whatever and get 10 percent off of the gas mm-hmm. and lo and behold went to fill it up yesterday it was already a a dollar 98 i think it was a dollar 90 in benton yesterday it was a dollar 89 after i got that 10 cents a gallon off of it mm-hmm. i was going that's pretty good well if it keeps on it's going to get real cheap well well the barrel oil's down to 35 dollars yeah that's the cheapest it's been in a long time 
and like, see, uh, and, and I know 50, that's good. 60 years. For, that's yeah. good for us. Okay, yeah. I understand that, mm-hmm. but it's not good for the oil industry. It's not good no. for those guys that are working out in the fields, uh, drilling and stuff. Well, it's going. It's going to shut the drilling. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to close it down for a while, and the, the shale guys are the ones that are really going to be closing it up. Yeah. Until the price comes up again. They don't need to get more oil. I guess Saudi Arabia, you know, they're filling up the bathtubs there with oil. <laughs> they got, they're, they're out there getting so much oil. Mm-hmm. And telling, telling the Soviets, pound bush. You know? yeah, there, I think the one that's going to get hurt most in this would be the Russians. I think so. Uh, I think Saudi's got plenty of money. So. See, yeah. we're, we're hurting them already. Yeah. Because... We passed the law a, a lot in the last year, year before, that allows us now to sell liquefied natural gas mm-hmm. overseas. Well, who are you going to buy for, from if you're over in Europe? You're going to buy from the free countries that you don't have to worry about blackmailing you by turning off your uh, natural gas. You're going to buy it from somebody who can do just exactly that, turn the spigot off and charge you more. Yeah, you don't need to put all your apples in one cart over there. Yeah, I agree with that completely. All right, I told you Sean was coming up at 7.30. Of course, he comes up at 8.30, which means he'll be with us right now. All right, got a serious question for you. Do you plan on retiring in the next five years? If you do, then you must see a shocking new documentary called The Tax Train is Coming. Some of the most respected... Economists, tax experts reveal the hidden truth about why your taxes could double in retirement. I mean, really, it's just common sense. If you think about taxes right now, they're at the lowest point they've been over decades. They're going to go back up. That's just going to happen. Sooner or later, a Democrat's going to get back in the White House and taxes are going to go up. Uh, So what does that mean? Well, let's say you got an IRA. Well, you're putting that money into your your, uh, IRA you know, tax exempt. But when you come out, you start taking that money out, they're going to take taxes out at the rate that the taxes are being charged at that time. Let's think, let's say uh, taxes go up 20% over the next 10 years. Well, you're going to have a lot of taxes coming out of that money and as much money as you thought you had, you got 20% less than what you thought you were going to have or yes. whatever. So you got... Got to take this into consideration. So you don't want to miss a free one-time screening of the film Thursday, April 2nd here in Little Rock, hosted by David Lucas Financial. I'll be having David on uh, here in a a couple of weeks. If you've saved more than $500,000, be one of the first 10 callers to get your free ticket now at 501-222-3315. What you learn in this groundbreaking film could have serious consequences for your retirement. Again, to get a free ticket now, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through the David Lucas Financial and uh, Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. So again, that's called the tax train is coming on uh, April 2nd. Keep that in mind. All right, guys, you ready to do some questions from the listeners? Sure. Okay, how about we do a 1997 Ford Ranger XLT four-cylinder, 2.3 liter, 
The cab temp control will not adjust the output heat or the AC into the cab. If heat is wanted, wanted, it is only hot, cannot lower it to a warm setting. If AC, you get cold air only when switched to max AC. Regular AC will only put out warm air. What's wrong? Well, it's got a vent control problem. Yep, and I think that works off vacuum, don't it? I think so, too. I would be curious to ask him if we could have, on a hard acceleration, if that started blowing out the defrost. Yep. Because if it is a vacuum leak with a vressor, which is a vacuum reservoir, or the check valve that stops it from uh, bleeding back into the engine on hard acceleration, a lot of times, low vacuum, those actuators, those vacuum actuators don't move those doors enough. But we know the heater core is not stopped up because it blows hot air. <laughs> yeah. We know the air is working because it blows cold when it's on max. So we're assuming that when, when you set that blend door, it's not functioning quite right. Right, Doc? Yeah. And, and, and like you say, Joe, if it's got a check valve in that line, and if you're on a hard acceleration and it automatically switches up to the defrost, that's where it's supposed to do. It's supposed to go to, de- to defrost when you lose vacuum. Yeah, that's a default mode. That way you can drive it in inclement weather. Yeah. But most likely... He's probably going to have a vacuum leak. Yeah, I think so. Could have a pencil down in the door and got the door hung yeah. up. Never we, know. We found 22 shells, shotgun shells. <laughs> Quarters, nickels, dimes. Only in Arkansas would kids you find those, gun shells. Down. Crayons. Yeah, kids <laughs> think those vents are slots for put stuff in. They all fall down the bottom, and then the doors get hung up. So Crayons, I found you know, yeah. crayons all down in them. I've had people put candy in them, and then the candy melts, and it's all sticky and gummy, and it's uh, nasty. Yeah. Well, also, what you can do is pull the box out of it, tear it apart, and clean it. Mm-hmm. Now, something I used to do when I was younger, I don't do it anymore, is on my dashboard, if I had paper or maybe a, a pen with it or whatever, just throw it up there on the dashboard. Don't do and that. Pens, yeah, pens would disappear, and I went, where's my pen? And then I looked, and I said, it's going down to mm-hmm. the, the Never Neverland, dummy. Yep. Come on. I'm I'm, I'm lucky I didn't have any of these problems. The little grates up there on top of that, for that reason, Dave, on the late models have got smaller, so it can't get debris down in there. Ah, okay. But you still have the AC vents, and kids are notorious for putting things in holes where they don't need to go, you know. Yeah. Pencils, crayons, markers. Okay. You got questions? 823-0965. 823-0965. Five. So Dave, during the Dave Ellswick show, go ahead. Me and Dave, me and Joe was talking about during break about turbos. In the last two weeks, I've had three six seven four turbos down. Okay, now are these eighteen wheelers? No, no, no. These pickups. These are one okay. ton, uh, a three quarter ton, one ton, and two ton pickups. All right. But I never have had any turbo problem out of a six seven Ford until the last two weeks, and every one of them has been actuator has been bad on them. Okay, uh, what's an actuator on a turbo engine? That makes it build boost pressure. That turns okay. the turbo. Well, let's just, talk, Duck, talk a little bit about a variable vane turbo, how it works. It has an actuator on it. Joe's got a rod that comes over inside the turbo. It's in the exhaust side, and that's why they have so much trouble out of them, because it's, the carbon builds up on them because people don't drive them far enough. And it and it turns just kind of like you got two wheels and it got holes in it, and as it turns, it shorts, It makes the hose smaller, which in turn makes it build boost pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's and they get stopped up, and they won't turn. One of them is stationary, and one of them turns. Mm-hmm. And the one that turns will not turn, and then what it does, it burns the actuator up on it. 
and that's trying to move that because yeah. it's your the PCM in there saying we need this much boost. Yeah, we, and we need got, to shut it. It's got it's got a sensor on it that says requested and then actual. And when the actuator binds up, it's generally because the plates are carboned up, right, Doc? Yes, and uh, these trucks had around 130 to 150,000 miles, all three of them. And I've had them all three in, a, in two weeks. And we've never had no trouble. 6.6 six Duramax, yeah, we have trouble out of them. And this same thing, all these turbos are made basically by one company, the Garrett Corporation, which is owned by the Dana Corporation. So, you know. Who's owned by who? <laughs> no, Dana saying. Corporation owns by everybody. That was probably an upgrade to the old, uh, what you would call a wastegate valve. It which is. wasn't very accurate. It would do the same thing. It would stick closed, but when it stuck closed, that just made it make boost when it took off. Mm-hmm. Actuator, the way the actuator works on you know on, on the old ones, when you accelerate, it popped open so you didn't make too much boost too quick and blow the hoses off. Well, when it sticks, it, very seldom it blows the hose off, but that's mm-hmm. the way it worked. But the new ones work off of basically oil pressure and electronics. Yep. And the brand new ones, the the new 2019s, they're strictly 100% electric. Mm-hmm. They got a little electric motor on it. You turn the key on, and if you listen real close, Joe, you can hear them work. They run all the way up, all the way down, stop in the middle until you, until you crank the vehicle. And then it tells it where it needs to be. But that's their way of checking them when you turn the key on. Yeah, it does self-test. You know, yeah. all electronics are basically like that. It's it's checking to see what the resistance is and, and sweeping it to make sure it's working and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a different world we live in today with the electronics. A whole bunch of different world. Yeah. I mean, and you try to explain to people that's got these diesel pickups that run around town. Yeah. Once a week, you need to go get on the interstate and drive the far out of it. You need to get that suit out of there. Yeah, you need to make it come up the operating temperature and drive it about 30 miles to burn, the, to burn it clean. You know, years ago when those turbos had those old wastegate dumps on them, the only two things you would actually cause you to have to replace one of those. Bearing he, failure. It'd either be a bearing failure or a seal failure, and either getting oil most of the time. Yeah. But these turbos are cooled by engine coolant. Yep. And they're lubricated by engine oil. Yep. So very rare had one fail on the old ones. Yeah, new most ones, time when you had one fail on the old one because it broke shaft in it. Yeah. But some of the new ones got a whole lot more boost on them too, don't they? Oh, yeah, a whole lot yeah. more boost. You know, you're running 30 and 40 pounds of boost pressure now. We're used to you run – Anywhere from about seven to about fifteen pounds, yeah. you know. And the new ones you're run. I've seen some of the new ones run high as seventy pounds. What's well, a lot, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you know, and that's why you have to have good hose clamps on them mm-hmm. because if you don't have, it will blow the boots off of them. Yep, I've seen it on them Ford split the the air to air cooler. They're aluminum and plastic now. Got mm-hmm. plastic tanks. On. I've blow, seen it blow the, the tanks. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it blow the tanks off the end of them. But it's just common if you do have one. You need to drive it regular down the interstate. All right. Some things to keep in mind. You know, it, Go ahead. We, yeah. We we were talking about that, about a diesel truck, and we're back to the same thing again. If you have one and you don't drive it and put maybe four or 5,000 miles on it a year and you're not pulling a camper or a trailer, you really don't need it. No. You're, you're, you're costing yourself money because eventually it's going to have issues from lack of driving yes. or – when it gets high mileage on it, 150-something, most of them today, the injectors are what's the average life expectancy on it? 130. On it? Yeah. So, and, and what's the average cost on that, Doug? It, 
Well, just to replace the injector is about five grand. If it swarms, if the high pressure oh. pump goes down, mm-hmm. it can run up to thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars. So there's your money pit sitting out there in the driveway, and you don't need it. Now, if you use it in construction, pull a trailer every day with it, and, or a lawn care service, or whatever business where it's required, it's a fantastic thing. But you can use those repair costs as part of doing business. Well, and if I, you're an individual and you don't have a business and you don't use it in that business, I don't know why you'd even want one. Well, and another thing, too, Joe, you go from a $60 oil change to a $300 oil change. Yeah. Just for some macho money legal. There is some fuel filters on these Dodge Sprinter, Dave. My cost, what it costs me, and you get them at one place, Mercedes. The only place you can get them. Nobody, because Mercedes won't release it yet. My cost is $154 per filter, and it's got two of them on it. A lot of money. Just saying. Words to the wise. Take it home and uh, think about it. You don't use it to work with? Don't buy it. I don't think you need it. Yeah, right. I had one Monday that wanted to buy him a diesel pickup, and <coughs> before he left me, he said, "I'm gonna go buy me a gas burner." And he did. I, I he went and bought a new gas burner. Yeah. Well, you think thirteen thousand dollar fix it job plus how much you pay him per month on that truck? It's a ten thousand dollar upgrade when Woo! you go from a gas burner to a diesel. Now you can drive a gas burner. You take care of it for three hundred thousand miles. Oh, without any trouble. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to get 300,000 miles out of a late model diesel without having some injector issues because they run them at such extreme pressures, it damages them. They wear and out. it's just plain dirty fuel. Yep. And I, I had uh, Second Baptist Church here in Little Rock last week. Uh, it's a Max 4.7 engine in it, which is just a, basically a 6.7. Uh, High-pressure pump swarmed on it. It was 14 grand time I got through with it. Wow. All right. When we come back, a question for a 2007 Jeep Wrangler, J.K. Sahara, six-cylinder, 3.8 liter. They're saying it needs a new engine. Do you do it? Or do you figure out 2007? It's got the seat out of the head. We're going to talk about this when we come back because... Price of what they're telling them it's going to cost to do is pretty significant. Find out how much that is when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Talking with Joe, talking with Duck, getting your questions about cars and trucks. Phone lines are open, 823-0965. It is about 12 minutes till 9. Rain will be stopping in about 15 minutes. 40, make it 50 degrees now, and we're looking for a high of 69. All right, we are back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Chuck, uh, pardon me, Joe and uh, Duck are here, and uh, they're answering your questions at 8230965. But before we go back to doing that, let's call. Let's talk about the car and truck uh, show that's coming up uh, in the this summer, and there's been a couple of changes to it. Yeah, the annual car show is on Saturday, May 30th, 2020. It's at uh, Conway Expo Center like before. Uh, last year and the years past, we'd been giving away some flat screen TVs yeah, for door prizes, and you had to be present to win. Well, they've changed that up, so we're going to let you not be present to win, but you have to fill out the entry form for it, and you're going to receive one of two $500 gift cards is what they're going to give away. Okay, that's a good deal. And uh, you don't cash, have, baby. 
That's it. You don't have to be present to win. We will call you and let you know, and then we'll move them to the appropriate bumper-to-bumper store so it's closest where you live so you can pick it up. But make sure when you fill out your form, we can read your name and read your to. phone number. Yep. Need, need your phone number, your your pertinent information address, and, and stuff like that on there. This is a good time not to pretend like you're a doctor. Yes. Yeah, we don't need a prescription signature. Yeah. But you we've know. had in the past, Dave couldn't read no, can't read your name and you can't read your phone number to call them. Well, yeah. if you can't read your phone number, then they're, they're not going to have a winner. Exactly. But they'll give the $500 gift certificate to me. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to still give away a $1,000 shopping spree at Bumper to Bumper for the best of show. And, you know, we talked about adding a new class, the best uh, four by four and, uh, I think we're going to have a good turnout, Dave. And, you know, remember, everybody, all the proceeds for this goes to the Ronald McDonald House. Yes. Everything. We take no money out of it. Really will help them immensely. Every dollar, since you're a nonprofit, can be turned into about $6. Every penny, Dave. Yeah. Goes to to the people that use the facility. That's correct. It's a good thing to do. And if you've never been to the Ronald McDonald House, this ride by and pull in and stop they'll take you on a tour they'll show it to you and it, and it is neat they do a lot for these people for a little bit of money yep i agree a lot for these people all right another question for you lay it on us told, told everybody we talked about this 2007 jeep wrangler a lot of people have jeep wranglers out there yes this sir. is a sahara six cylinder 3.8 liter i first thought i needed new plugs then I took it in to have it looked at, and I was told I needed a new head. Cylinder number one misfire. The dealer said it would cost $5,000 to replace them all. The body's in great shape and looks new. And I love the Jeep. It's got 231,000 miles. Is it crazy to drop in a new engine? My concern is that in the near future... I'll probably need to replace the transmission, the brakes, the radiator, etc. Don't want to pay for current new price Jeep prices, though, because they're expensive. <laughs> there again, Dave, if he spends the $6,500 to put the motor in it, I just done one about a month ago, two weeks ago, somewhere along in there, and it's about $6,500 tax and all. That's for Jasper. And as me and Joe was talking, everybody has come up with a fix to stop the problem on them. Well, now, when you say $6,500, Duck, you need to tell the folks, the listeners, that's not just the motor. It's a new water pump, new belts, that's new comes, hoses. It comes new, with the install kit. And and all of that stuff's being replaced. And what's the warranty on that engine? Three-year, 100,000 miles. All right. That's more than the factory gave him. And another thing, too, Joe, mm-hmm. that's three years on the water pump. Yep. If the water pump goes bad, they'll warranty it up for three years, mm-hmm. 100,000 miles. Yep. If the water pump goes bad and you burn the motor up, they'll still warranty it, as long as, I use, long as you use the kit that comes with the motor. And, and, you know, to decide whether or not to fix that vehicle, I have this question asked to me all the time. And, and I have a standard answer. If you want shiny and new, go buy it. This is never going to be shiny and new again. Yeah, the shiny and new's wore off. There's 20 ways to look at this. I don't know what's right for you. But... If you prioritize your repairs on this vehicle and you make the big expense on the motor and fix it, yes, eventually the brakes are going to wear out because they're Brakes wear out. Same thing on a new car. (laughs) They wear out. Yep. 
tires wear out. So you're going to be on the hook for that stuff too. But I always say, but you know what the difference is when you go buy that new one? Your sales tax, $2,500, $3,000. You could almost pay for part of these repairs on this one. Yeah. And the difference is if you give that money to the government, you don't know who gets it. But if you give it to one of our bumper-to-bumper certified service centers to have your car repaired, you know we actually work for it. Yeah. And right. we're willing to warranty it. And, and this one I've done for two, two years. I even put a radiator in it. Sure. You can buy that kit come with the radiator yes. because the cooler, the engine cooler on them mm-hmm. are made into, into the side of the radiator. And, and they, that's one thing they tell you. If you've had motor failure, replace it. Yeah, replace it. Now, I'm sure what happened to his, what me and you discussed, yeah. seat fell out of the head. That's a common problem with them. And uh, all the head manufacturers have come up with a repair for that that they say it will not do that again. And, you know, the worst part about this is, and I, I don't mean to berate the guy, but it was missing and running bad for a long time before the seat fell out, destroyed the motor. Well, the one I was telling you, mm-hmm. the guy said one day he'd get up, it wouldn't miss. Mm-hmm. Next day he'd get up and miss. And what was wrong, the seat was dropping down. It was wallering around. And caused it to miss, and then the seat would pop back up into the head. It run good. It run good again. Yeah. And it finally broke the seat in half, fell out, and got the piston. So what you're saying is that he could have even saved himself more money if yeah. when it started acting up, he would have come in and taken care of. And, right. and yep. that's, that's, that's normal on the on all the little V6 Jeep motors. It, they all have the same problem, seat problems in the head. Yeah, they're, they're words to live by. Aluminum heads with hardened metal seats in them and the process that the manufacturer used to keep them in place they're pressed in. Didn't do a very good job of it. Well, you just think, Joe, that head is heating and cooling yep. all day long. You drive to work, it's hot. You cut it off, it cools back, it shrinks back down. It's just like your house. If you go in the house and you turn the air conditioner off or the heater off in the wintertime, watch the trim around the roof. Mm-hmm. It will separate. Sure. All right. It tracks and expands. Thank we'll you, Take Dave. a break. Glad Joe, thank you better. for coming in. Yes, sir. Thank you, Doug. And thank you for coming in, Duck, as well. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling too. I'm feeling better than I did when I came out of the anesthesia. Mm, yeah. We'll see you tomorrow at, uh, of course, 6 o'clock.